the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Lift Up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. We are here every weekday at this time to share the good news of Jesus and to lift up His name to this city. No matter if you are listening right now from your car or at home or in your place of work, we believe that today's sermon from Pastor Dudley will be a blessing to everyone. So if you can, get out your Bibles and let's join Pastor Dudley right now with his message. I want you to uh, take your Bibles today and turn to Luke chapter 23. I want to preach to you today on the subject, Jesus and the hopeless man. Jesus and the hopeless man. For the last decade, 10 years, Filipino 8 Division world champion boxer Manny Pacquiao has attended our church when he comes to Los Angeles to train for his, for his boxing matches. His aunt first invited him to our church. This was over a decade ago. And uh, whenever he fights, he comes down here uh, to North Hollywood, the Freddie Roach. Uh, there's a gym there that Freddie Roach, she's a trainer. And for a couple of months before his fight, he comes to L.A. and he comes to this church. And uh, he... Uh, if you follow them on Instagram, they do this almost every Sunday. They always take a family picture before they go to church. They get all dressed up, they get lined up, they take a photo, and they always post their picture of them going to church almost every Sunday morning. I wish every family in our church would take a family photo before they go to church and post that on social media. That would be some some good stuff right there. So, you may or may not know, but before Manny became a Christian, he was a wild, wild person. He lived lived in the fast lane, so to speak. But one day he met Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ literally turned his life around. I've met a lot of people in my life, but I've never met anyone who loves the Lord as much as Manny Pacquiao. He's memorized most of the book of John. He asked me one time, uh, would you like for me to quote uh, uh, part of John? I said, yeah, how about chapter 4? And he, from memory, quoted off to me John 4, John 5, John 6, John... I said, stop, that's enough. Okay, I got it. Well, you may or may not know this, but for the last decade, every single time he fights... Uh, whether it be in uh, China or uh, Australia or many times in Las Vegas, he has a week-long, 
uh, chapel uh, service every night before the fight. And it's open to the public. And because he loves this church, he invites me. I am the chapel speaker. So I show up for the entire week of the fight, and uh, people just come from all over the world to see him. But they have to listen to me preach. It's great. It's great. (laughs) And um, so... I say all that to say I've, I've never, a couple of things, I, I, I do not know of another world-class athlete that does that in any sport in any country. I don't know who does that. But uh, in all those 10 years, I've never, ever asked him for anything. That, that's not my job. I just show up and preach. How many of you know what I'm talking about? However, he always makes sure I have a good seat at the fight. I just wanted you to know. And normally I sit next to his family, and I'm always amazed watching his wife, Jinky, every time he gets hit, I think it hurts her more than it hurts him. Amen? One time I was there, and I was watching the undercard, one of the fights before the main event, and I saw a guy, it's an ugly sport. I saw a guy get cut and he had blood. His whole face was, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting up close and his whole face is just nothing but blood. And I could hardly look at it. I was sick to my stomach. I thought the referee would call the fight. No, they call timeout. They wipe the blood back in there. Ten seconds later, his face is covered with blood. There's blood everywhere. It was the goriest, the goriest thing I have ever witnessed myself. And I want you to know, as gory as that was, it does not compare to what happened to Jesus the day he was crucified on a Roman cross. If you think that boxing is a brutal sport, it is. But it does not compare to what Jesus suffered on that cross. I want to read to you the full text. I'm going to read the whole text. Just going to read it. And then we're going to talk about Jesus and the hopeless man. How many of you with me? Okay, here we go. Luke 23, verse 32. The Bible says that two, everybody say two, two other men, Both criminals were also led out with Jesus to be, to be what? You got to remember this. The purpose of the cross was to be executed. That's the purpose of it. When they came to a place called the skull, Golgotha, there they crucified him along with the two criminals. You've always pictured the three crosses. One of those criminals was on his right, and the other was on his left. Jesus speaks in verse 34 when he says, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they're doing. 
and they divided up his clothes. I want you to know that when Jesus was on the cross, he was naked. We always put clothes on him for the pictures. But the Roman soldiers were at the foot of the cross and they were gambling or casting lots for his clothes. The people, verse 35, they stood around watching and the rulers, the religious rulers, sneered at Jesus. They said he saved others, let him save himself if he's the Christ of God, the chosen one. They were mocking him. The religious rulers. Verse 36, the soldiers, not just the religious leaders, but the Bible says that the soldiers came up and the soldiers began to mock Jesus. They offered him wine, vinegar. They said, if you're the king of the Jews, save yourself. Verse 38 is Pilate mocking him because Pilate had a sign placed above Jesus that said, uh, this is the king of the Jews. Verse 39. Now one of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at Jesus. Aren't you the Christ? Save yourself and us. And the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God, he said, since you're under the same sentence? We are punished justly, for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. How many of you are with me? Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus answered him, I tell you the truth, today you will be with me in paradise. It was now about the sixth hour, and darkness came over the whole land until the ninth hour. For the sun stopped shining, and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. And Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And when he had said this, he breathed his last. Oh, I hope you're taking notes. Number one, I want you to, I'm going to take you through a little story here. Number one, Jesus was forsaken. Everybody say forsaken. This was a lonely. Have you ever been lonely? This was a lonely hour for Jesus. And this was just one week. You have to remember this. This is one week after Palm Sunday. Why, Luke 19 records for us that just a few days earlier, Jesus had entered into Jerusalem riding on a donkey, and the crowds were there. And they were all praising him, shouting, Hosanna. And the streets were lined with people with palm leaves. And they were cheering. And they were singing. And they were clapping. But now, the crowd has left. The crowd is always fickle. They love you one minute. And the next They don't. And as you see him on the cross, the crowds and the adoration are gone. He hangs there between heaven and earth. He is forsaken. His disciples, who spent three and a half years with him, are gone. They're in hiding. 
Only John is there. And his mom is there. How many of you know that mom is always there? Oh yeah, his mom is there. But it's important to remember that Jesus was fully God and he was fully man. Don't forget, he was fully God and fully man. Why I want you to remember that is the fact that he was fully man means that he was exposed to the same trauma, the same pressures, the same problems, the same injustice, the same pain that all of us experience in our human bodies, he experienced on that day. He's probably the loneliest person on the planet. All have forsaken him. Those that he taught, those that he healed, those that he performed miracles for, those that he fed, those that he loved, they're all gone. How sad is that? And he even cries out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And not only is he hanging there on that tree, which was humiliating, we read that the rulers mocked him, that the soldiers mocked him, that Pilate mocked him, and now even the criminals are mocking him. You can't get more discouraged or forsaken than that. Number two, write this down. He was also scourged. Now, dying by crucifixion was one of the most excruciating ways to die. But before, everybody say the word before. Before Jesus ever goes to the cross, before he, before he suffers that, First, he scourged. Calvary, Calvary was, it was torture, but Calvary was death. But before he ever goes to Calvary, he's tortured by scourging. A process that was so brutal and intense that many people never survived. John 19.1 tells us that then Pilate took Jesus and had him flogged. I have a picture of what flogging was all about flogging is where they would take you and they would take your hands they would find a pole and they would wrap your arms around that pole and they would tie your hands and when you reach around the pole it it tightens your back muscles it stretches your back so it's tight and then the roman soldiers had these whips with these leather strands and at the end of the strands were little pieces of metal or little pieces of bone And they would take that whip across your tight back and they would beat your back with that leather whip with the little pieces of bone in the end and your back would become like raw hamburger meat. It is worse than anything you have ever witnessed or seen. And they whipped him not five times, not 10 times, not 20 times. They whipped him 39 times. Now, normally, write this down. Normally, the purpose of scourging was to force an admission of your crime. When most prisoners saw the big Roman soldier approaching with the whip in hand, they 
quickly confessed. Why, a few lashes brought the truth out from even the most hardened of criminals. The question is, why did Jesus have to take all 39 lashes? The answer is because there was nothing to confess. He had committed no crime. There was no crime to confess to. Therefore, Jesus, he had done absolutely nothing wrong. So he had to stand there and take all 39 lashes. And besides that, his face was beaten again and again. His beard was plucked out. People came and spat upon his face so much. Isaiah 52, this is in your Bible. It says that just as there were many who were appalled at him, his appearance was so disfigured beyond that of any man His form was marred beyond human likeness. He didn't even look human. He was forsaken. He was flogged. Number three, write this down. He was crucified. He was nailed to a cross. Now we know that people survived flogging. But no one ever survived crucifixion. Its purpose was death. Yes, Jesus suffered the cruelty of scourging, but the worst was still to come. His quivering, shredded, bloody back was laid upon a crude, rugged, splintered cross. They took seven-inch nails and pounded those nails through his hands. They took another nail and it went through his ankle into that wood cross. It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every day. We exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts. If Pastor Dudley's message has been a blessing to you, we would like to encourage you to consider joining in partnership with us so we can continue to be here every day to bless others with this important ministry. Your gifts, whether large or small, are greatly appreciated and go directly to help keep us on the air. You can find out more about supporting us by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. 4777. We have operators standing by and ready to take your call. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com forward slash reach. That address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach. We have a special gift for everyone listening today to help with your daily Bible reading. It's our anchored journal a complete 365-day Bible reading guide and journal that will help you stay connected to God's Word throughout the coming year. It works with any version of the Bible you are currently reading. The Anchor Journal comes in a choice of colors and can be yours right now for a gift of any size to the Lift Up Jesus ministry. It's as simple as calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. You won't want to miss out on this limited time offer, so be sure to call right now. Our number again is 888-818-4777. The Anchor Journal can also be found on our website, liftupjesus.com. That address again is liftupjesus.com. Get yourself anchored to God's Word with your personal Anchor Journal today. 
We live in the most distracted culture in the history of the world. We see about 10,000 messages every day. We even touch our phones about 2,000 times a day. We're literally being overwhelmed with information. That's why there's no better time than right now for Dudley Rutherford's remarkable new book, One Thing, Rediscover a Simpler Faith in Our Complicated World. In this timely book, Pastor Dudley invites you to open your Bible and look closely at seven key passages of Scripture where you'll find the beautifully uncomplicated phrase, One Thing. These scriptures will quiet all the noise that you're hearing and call you back to a simpler faith. Dudley Rutherford has discovered the secret of how to focus our lives on the one thing that matters. What if you could find that simplicity? It's waiting out there, and this is your roadmap to freedom. Contact Lift Up Jesus today and get your copy of One Thing, the book that could finally change everything. Hi, my name is Kathy, and I lead the Anchor Cancer Support Group here at Shepherd Church. On August 17th, 2011, I heard the words that nobody wants to hear, and that is, I had cancer. And when I had um, that diagnosis, I did not want to share it with anybody, but God had a different plan in that for me. And so it was pretty clear that during my surgery, my chemo, my radiation, all the side effects that I experienced, and even losing my hair, that God knew that I was going to be where I am today. The things that I experienced when I was going through my journey by getting love from other people, getting food, getting prayers, uh, even provisions that I didn't expect was such a blessing to me that I knew that I had to turn it around and give it to others. So God put it on my heart to lead a cancer support life group in my home. We call on each other, we take each other to our doctor's appointments, and we pray for each other right before we're getting ready to go in for our treatments or our scans. We also provide food and and support for them during their journey. Later on, when I was ready to start the group, God gave me the name Anchor. And I know now why. Because when you think of an anchor, you know that it is linked to a chain. And the members of this group are the links of that chain that we're linked on to one another, strong, standing firm to our Father, who is our anchor. And together, we walk this journey with them through this storm, knowing that we need to depend on each other and through our Father in heaven. This group is for everyone. If you're going through cancer, if you've already gone through all of your treatments and you are in remission, it's also for those that are part of the family. Maybe it's you're the caregiver, Maybe it's your coworker. It also could be for the spouse or the children. And more important, this group is for those that have lost someone that have finally gone to see our Father in heaven. And they come back and they share their journey and they love on one another because they've walked that. There are a million and a half people in Los Angeles County living with some form of cancer. And I am so grateful to Shepherd Church for opening up their doors to allow us to have this amazing ministry here. The people of this community need this ministry, and we are so happy to be able to have it here so that we can give them hope and encouragement during their journey. Calling all men. Join us at Shepherd Church for the last men's breakfast of the year. On August 12th, join us to break bread with your fellow brothers in Christ. Don't miss out on this fun and powerful morning filled with worship, fellowship, and teaching. 
You just bring your Bible into Buddy and we'll bring the breakfast burritos. That's right. We're going to be serving free breakfast burritos provided by Big Arts Catering beginning at 7 a.m. to tantalize your taste buds and kickstart your day. But friends, it's not about the food. This isn't your average breakfast, guys. It's an amazing experience filled with vibrant conversations, music, laughter, and real talk with real men. So mark your calendars and join us at the Real Talk Men's Breakfast Saturday, August 12th at Shepherd Church in Porter Ranch. Register today by visiting shepherdchurch.com and clicking on the Real Talk Men's Breakfast button. Again, that's shepherdchurch.com. And don't forget to click on the Real Talk Men's Breakfast. We'll see you soon. I'm Kyle Welch. We invite you to join us every weekday at this time when we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.